What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Hope you're having a great uh, Labor Day weekend. It's a three-day weekend. For most of us, we're off work. We're enjoying, you know, enjoying our great time. Three-day weekend. You know, we're going to talk about World Cup qualifying. Uh, uh, it's been Mexico, U.S. It's been in- entertaining games, interesting games to say uh, the least. You know, we're also going to talk about both LAFC and LA Galaxy, which play. They both play. Uh, LAFC actually had a game this past weekend. But they both are back in action this upcoming weekend. So here to help me talk about that, we got Juan Pablo Marcus with us. And we also got full-time with Johnny Bolin. He's joining us. JP, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Johnny, how you doing? Good, man. I'm awake. That's all I could ask for, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, look, that you're awake. And I mean, that's that's all we need. I was going to say... um, what what'd you, what'd you guys, what do you guys have been up to this uh, this Memorial Day weekend? Do you guys do anything fun? Super Smash Brothers, dude. That's all I've been doing with the roommates all day. We've been playing Super Smash, you know, having a great time. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's nice. Everyone has the day off in our house, so we're just kind of bonding a bit. But tomorrow we're all ready to work again, so we're enjoying it while it lasts. Look, it doesn't get better than playing Super Smash Brothers. When I was in college, man, that's what we, that's what we, we do. We, I had no... No real responsibilities. Not saying that you don't, Johnny. But uh, <laughs> I say, hey, don't. But like, you know, once, once you get to my age, right? Uh, I'm older than you guys. Um, but I, I'm the veteran here. But yeah, no, I, I remember th- those days. Those are fun, you know. And I, I need to get me a gaming system, but I don't. I don't know if I have enough time uh, to do all that. But I, I've thought of getting uh, maybe a PS4 because I know they think that I think that they're not as expensive. But but we'll see. JP, what'd you do this weekend? Um. Went to the LAFC game on Friday, uh, Saturday, uh, rested or worked, Sunday played two Sunday league games, so glad I can still manage to play two games. <laughs> but, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, today just napped, um, then I have school tomorrow because back in college, but yeah, nothing nothing too crazy this weekend. Yeah, where, where are you going to school? So the, so the people are listening. They, so they yeah, know. I, go to, I go to CSUN. Um, if anybody is interested in playing, I'm the president of the, of the club team. So if you guys want to follow me or DM me about questions about that, or if you guys know anybody at CSUN, let them know. But yeah. Boy, boy, girl, COVID, how, how's it work? How's it's, it work? There, there's there? a girls team and then there's a boys team. So yeah, I'm the president of the boys team. Um, so yeah, any questions you guys can just let me know. Um, but yeah. Nice. Uh, look, it, look, it looks good. Look, so you're in CSUN, you, you need to go out there, you're playing out there, you're in college. Want to go play out there? Um, who's who knows? Hey, do you do you have to go to CSUN or like someone like me that you know is on the? Can I come in and come play? You know, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to play more consistently. So no, yeah, you have to be a, a CSUN student. You have to have you know one unit. You know, you can you can enroll in the tennis class, but and then <laughs> join. But you know, you need to be enrolled in the unit at least. Look, I'm done with school, so I'm not gonna worry. I'll support from afar. But if you have a, if you have a game, I, I may I may have to do. I'm have to, I may have to come up there, but I know I know it's far, and I know a lot of people that go to to CSUN. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I've had a great weekend. I've had a great weekend as well. It's always good when there's like three day weekends. It's chill. Um, you know, it feels like another Sunday. You know, but I was like, oh dang, it's Monday. Got to do the show Labor Day weekend. People doing things. I was gonna go to the beach. Didn't go to the beach. I played a little soccer. Like I said, I've, I've been getting back into it ever since that skills challenge, man. I've been got my cleats. <laughs> I'm trying to negotiate some indoor shoes because I'm not trying to pay like a hundred dollars, you know, fifty <laughs> bucks or whatever. There's like Facebook groups that, that sell these, so I've been talking, I've been negotiating with the guy, see see if he gives me a deal. But like, you know, because I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not just trying to pay, pay because I'm like, I also wonder the thing I was almost wondering is like, 
I'm playing, I'm getting, I'm, you know, doing exercise and stuff. And then, you know, it's like two months later, I don't know, like, you know, I, I buy all this stuff and, you know, I'm busy with something else. So I, I think that's, that's, that's my, that's my only thing that's holding me back to actually spend, spend a lot more on gear, but look slowly and surely I'm getting back there. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anna, Anna in the chat says, Gio, do you speak Spanish? Si, hablo español, pero mi español no está tan, no está muy bien. No necesito practicar. So, I need to practice my Spanish a little bit more. I know JP speaks Spanish. Johnny, do you speak Spanish? Uh, you know, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I need no, to learn. I look, there's, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, I'm assuming you understand from going to all the other Galaxy games and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can pick up some stuff. Not everything, though. Not everything. Look, well, hey, well, I know what to do when I when I want to talk about you. I, I'll just start I start speaking in Spanish. So <laughs> if you're talking in Spanish in the show, that's when you just tune out, Johnny. Don't don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> but like, let, all right, let's let's talk about these World Cup qualifiers, man, because it's it's been interesting. Um Should we start? Well, let's start with Mexico, because I think I think that that's more uh, on the positive side of things depending who you are you know depending who you support <laughs> and what's going on uh, to me it's honestly it's, it's a surprise what mexico's doing they won they won against jamaica um last minute you know it was like a two it was a two one henry martin came in he got the goal in the 89th minute it was very surprising to me um because i was like this is gonna be a tie comes in and gets the win obviously this past weekend they go down to costa rica and then they get their 1-0 uh pk by orbelin Pineda. Uh, JP, how do you how do you feel about Mexico so far? You know they're just getting the job done. Um, you know they're missing you know four or five um, I think key players. Um, you know and Chucky, Raúl, um, Chicharito, who's been blacklisted, but I think needs to get get back in there. Um, you know Johan, um, who just went to Italy and this is a center back. Um, Herreras is in Atletico, so you know we were missing key pieces, but you know we're getting these wins. Um, but they just don't finish, you know, they, they have all these chances, you know, they easily could have beat Jamaica two, three, three, zero. Um, but they didn't, um, Costa Rica was, I guess, a chippier game away, um, against Costa Rica who, you know, his, his golden generation has gotten older, so they, they're not as strong as before, but you know, you can't win just off a penalty. Sometimes if you control the game that much, you need to, you need to put another one in, um, but yeah, I mean, we have another game against Panama away. Um, Tata Martino's not there because he he got eye surgery. Um, and I think um, Julian, if you're watching this podcast, please go play for Mexico. You know that right back <laughs> position. That right back position is yours. Um, he it it's his to lose. Um, you can say that basically about the U.S. national team too, with the way you know Best and Yedlin are playing. But they still have Robbie Can- uh, Reggie Cannon to so you know go play there. So Julian, please come to the Mexican national team. And um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, Mexico's getting it done, and it, I guess this just shows how ready Mexico is for the for the qualifiers, and how this U.S. men's national team is just too young and not experienced for for this stage yet. Um, they just don't know how to close games out, or don't know don't know what to expect yet. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into it. But yeah, Mexico is just getting the job done, and, and I'm happy to see them. Um, I think they're gonna beat Panama, but you know, if, it's, if they get a tie, it's fine for me. It's gonna be interesting because Panama just smashed. Uh, yeah, smashed. Jamaica. 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 Right? Is, and is yeah. Mexico home or their way? No, they're in Panama. So they're in Panama. They yeah, get, it's not gonna six, be easy. Yeah, if they get a win, a, two win, two away wins, gonna be a perfect start. And you know, no pressure, not not as much pressure as as you know other teams in the region. Yeah, no. Um, 
I think for me, it's like Mexico getting 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 the job done. Oh, it looks like we lost JP for a little bit. Uh, getting the job done, uh, because I, I, I'm going to be honest, after they lost to the U.S. men's national team back-to-back finals, I was like, I have very little hope for, for uh, but I was the optimism of, the, of these CONCACAF, you know, uh, games coming in and out and stuff you know, and getting those points. And, but like, you know, like JP just said, they got the job done. They got the three points. They, they didn't finish the game. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a smooth fashion, it was kind of an ugly win. Uh, you know, Costa Rica had a couple of chances there towards the end to almost tie it, uh, kind of hit, hit the hit the crossbar. Um, but yeah, they got they got the job done. Johnny, when when you look at when you look at what Mexico's done, uh, what are, what are your thoughts so far? I'm not surprised. Here's the thing, and and, and this is the key problem with this. And I'm not going to get too much in the U.S. because we're going to get to that later. But the thing is, is that Mexico has an expectation. Their expectation is to is to get into the World Cup and do what they got to do. But with the U.S., we're not hitting our expectation. We think beating the Mexico Mexico in these you know whatever tournaments is gonna is gonna matter. We're gonna talk about that for years to come. Whereas Mexico, like let's face it, the only thing that matters is World Cup qualifiers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mexico knows how to get the job done. They know how to be consistent and they are going to make the world cup every single time. I'm not surprised by these, even in the games where Mexico was scoring in the last minute, it's like they're, they're going to, it's going to be gritty, but they're going to get the job done, you know? And that, that's how it's, it's always been. And that's how it's going to continue to be. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and it's interesting. Cause I mean, you you say that, but to, to, I was I was following the Mexican national team. Some of us are a little uh, optimistic after seeing that first game, and then there's a couple of players that I kind of want to talk about. We got to talk about Funes Mori. Um, you know, obviously, JP, we got we got to talk about him because he had a one v one with Kaylor Navas inside the box and mm-hmm. missed it, like or blocked it, whatever. Didn't score. Let's put it that way. He didn't score. When if you're a goal scorer, you put it in there, right? And when he missed that, I was I was I was just watching it at a, you know at a Mexican restaurant, and then I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I was like, because I was like, this has to be a goal. This has to be a goal. Because if you're a number nine, you play that position, it has to be a goal. But then he missed it, and then the commentators called him Fias Mori. Fias means like you like missing in Spanish. His last name is Mori, so pretty much it's alluding that he misses. He doesn't he doesn't take advantage of the opportunity. I guess that's the best way I can tra- can translate. It's essentially talking smack about him. Um, I was surprised that the commentator said that because I've heard that from fans and I didn't expect a commentator to say that, but like, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that and how he's played so far? Because it, this goes back to, to the final and the gold cup as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he should be, he's, he's, uh, the third best Mexican striker that there is available. Um, my list is Raul Jimenez, Chicharito, and then Funes Mori. Um, I know a guy that plays in Carson that would have, you know, destroyed that that a chance that Funes Mori would have had. Um, you know, you just can't not put those away. You know, the thing with Funes Mori is he's Argentinian, and then you know he 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 got Mexican citizenship. So obviously, Mexican media and Mexican nationalism is always going to come into play when they criticize him. Uh, my fear is that you know he keeps on missing. They put Martin in, and he scores, and then they just don't call Chicharito because they say, oh well, Funes, I mean Martin is scoring. Um, when Chicharito is better than than Martin and Pulido, so that's my my fear. Um, but yeah, Funes Mori just is, is given these opportunities and he's not taking advantage of them. And when it comes, you know, when we play Canada, when we play the Mex- I mean the U.S., when we play um, you know, Honduras in in Honduras or El Salvador in a Cuscatlan, like you can't miss these chances. You know, you're gonna only get one or two, and and if if he keeps on doing what he's doing, we're not gonna win these games. 
Uh, so yeah, he, he's he should be the third striker, but Chicharito and, and Raul should you know get that starting starting chance when when they're they're back in. Yeah, I, I don't know if Chicharito is going to come back because I think yeah. you know I've mentioned this. It's my wishful uh, thinking. Yeah, no, it's, uh, trust me. I think I think everybody would like to see him. Maybe except Galaxy fans because you guys may miss him um, for a couple games. But I think you know, to me, Chicharito at this point has been blacklisted. I don't I don't see a way for him to get back because there's stuff outside of football. Obviously, his play he's amazing. I think he deserves it, but there's other stuff outside of it. But I agree with you. I think he's Chicharito right now, even though he's injured, even though everything, right, I understand, understand Chicharito's injuries coming back. But to me right now, out of Mexican players, whether they are not, they are or they are not on the roster, are the, he, he's the second best option as number nine. Uh, obviously, uh, Raul Jimenez is number one, Chicharito. And then whoever you want to, if you want to put Funes Mori in there, because yeah, you're not going to have these chances moving forward. Obviously, you know, even we'll, we'll talk about the U.S. Men's National Team, but uh, but yeah, like it makes it interesting. And then even like Josue in the chest has Alexis Vega is my player so far. Henry Martin should start against Panama instead of Funes Mori. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And Alexis Vega, uh, he's the one that got the the, the ankle injury, correct? Uh, yeah, so- he's he's gone. He's out. Yeah, he, he was walking on coaches. What what are your thoughts? Uh would you like to see Chicharito play? Um, Johnny, play, play, play with Mexico, or are you, are you happy? Obviously, are you happy that you know he has had time and you just would you just want him just to just to stay with the galaxy if it doesn't work out for Chicharito? Here's my thing. I, I I'm okay with people playing for their national teams. Uh even as a US, you know, fan, even though I, even though I know Chicho would be a trouble for us, I like when our players go and do that. I always want that. But realistically speaking, I don't want him to get hurt. And we've seen this season that like what we thought was going to be a small two week, you know, you know, injury turned out to be months, you know. So as far as like if we're speaking injury wise, then no, I don't want him to risk it. But if he could stay healthy, I'm fine with it. We're used to playing without him at this point. You know, if he could go get some more confidence, get some more experience, you know, while staying with the galaxy, like that's always something to take away from, um, you know. Like, uh, oh, my God, I lost the word for it. Uh, an opportunity. There you go. So, yeah, I, I would love to see him play if, if, as long as he can stay healthy. Makes sense. We got we got to talk about Joan Araujo because um, it looks like the U.S. Men's National could potentially use him. Uh, we know Mexico uh, could definitely use him as well. Uh, I know I think it's been confirmed or it's been talked about that he made the tra- the, the the switch over to, to, to FIFA about, you know, going to play for Mexico. I was surprised. Uh, Joan didn't get called up by Tata Martino. Uh, I, I I was very surprised because he, he made a note. He's been he's been starting every game um, for the LA Galaxy. I, I don't I don't re- recall. Re- remind me if I'm wrong, Johnny. But I he, I think he started every single game um, for the LA Galaxy. I don't maybe one time against Minnesota, but I, I think he still played that game. I don't I don't recall yeah. that. But um, but yeah, I mean I'm surprised he hadn't called because Tata Martino said, look, he said this about Efrain Alvarez. Um, you know, if you start, if you, you're a playmaker for your club, then we're going to call you. I don't know if the same is true for Joan Araujo. Uh, Joan Araujo to me is, is so far between, you know, Efrain. Obviously, they play different positions, but Joan Araujo is, is, a, is a shiny new object that I feel like if it's not, obviously, they didn't call him for this one, but the next World Cup qualifier, whenever it's on October, within in another month. Yeah, it's October I, 9th. And the and the job that Joe Nuraha has done this year, I, I mean, you got you got to be able to call him up just to see how how he stacks up. I know Walker qualifying is a different beast, but uh, JP, what are your thoughts? Yeah, like I said, I want him on the Mexican national team. That's his job to lose. There is no right back right now playing in Mexico. 
or playing in Europe that has Mexican nationality that is better than him. Um, Sanchez gave up the, the the goal against Jamaica in you know uh, the dumbest way. You know it's elementary school rule right there. You know you never head it into the middle, you, especially when you're in mm-hmm. the air. You head it back. You head it to the side. What does he do? He just leaves it dead center. You know obviously Jamaica's gonna any any team is gonna take advantage of that. Um, Chaka's had his years and it just hasn't been 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 consistent. You know he's just been on a downward slope. He gave the U.S. the corner kick in the Nations League like out of nowhere, uh, no pressure. He just kicked it out, and then the, the U.S. tied off that corner kick. I, I don't think that's mentioned enough. So, yeah, Julian Araujo. And it, the thing is about Julian is that he's ready. It's not like Efrain who looks yep. young, who looks small, yep. who, you know, needs some time to mold in. You know, Julian is ready. Julian can start for, for Mexico tomorrow, uh, against Panama if he wanted to. You know, he's ready. He doesn't need this this adaptation time. He's ready. You know, he's. I'm pretty sure he speaks fluid Spanish. You know, it's not gonna. He's not gonna be lost. And you know, it, it, he plays a four three three with Galaxy. They they play you know four in the back. You know, he's not gonna. There's no there's no you know time period that he's gonna have to adapt. He's ready. So I want Julian for Mexico right now. Um. So yeah, that's just my take. Yeah, and it was also the offensive game we've seen. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the 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 pass that he got to Kevin Cabral and the Trafico to, to tie the game. He he went all the way down the line. And I think that his his, uh, his offensive skills this season is has much improved, and I think that's that's another asset. Um, you know, I think he deserves to get called up. Uh, you know, I don't know what the conversations are like or anything, but yeah, they should definitely call him because you know after this season, this could be potentially last season that we see Joan Araujo in the MLS. He could definitely be you know shipped shipped uh, shipped overseas, go to Europe, and do and do that. But yeah, I mean the way the way to see what you got, you know. And Jonah Rajo is a baller. Look, he he always shows up. He, he's not intimidated by the big game, um, you know. And um, I, I know why JP's laughing. <laughs> but uh, so it's, I, I'll, I'll tell this story really quick. So uh, at the press call, uh, you know, I'm going kind of going out of here, out of the way here. But I got to talk about it. Uh, um. Uh, I was like, we were talking. I think it was me, JP, and maybe Andy. We were talking. I was like, yo, because uh, I know, I know, uh, Joan Araujo, uh in that Brian Rodriguez goal. He, he, you know, he and the LA Galaxy, you know, defense got 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 lit up or whatever. That's a special goal. But outside of that, like Joan Araujo had been playing well, and I was like, yo, he's a baller. And then um, I asked, I asked, I asked Joan Araujo a question or whatever. I forgot what it was like. And I was just pretty much like, yo, you dude, you're a baller. Like I, I didn't like I didn't think about like. I, and it was just so funny because then I thought about it and then like I just started laughing because it kind of just came off kind of funny. Like, yeah, you know, I you, I don't know. And then I was telling JP, I was like, did it kind of sound kind of funny? And I was just laughing. And now I, I just get made fun of it about it every single time. Um, but yeah, you know, I've I've called you Araujo a baller on the show plenty of times. Look, I look, I give I give props where it's due. What what are your thoughts on Joan Araujo? Obviously, I know the US men's national team is stacked with right backs, but it's not looking good right now. Uh, We're Johnny. not really, and I've said that for a while. Sorry to cut you off. Obviously, I'll talk. I can write a novel about how much I love Julian Araujo. Okay, mm-hmm. I love the guy. But let's face it: the, the problem is with the U.S. men's national team is our mentality is that okay, like if you don't play in MLS and you play in like a competitive league, then you're then you're worthy. Let's be real, Sergeant. Like what? Like he's not that. He's not great. Yedlin's not that great. There are tons of players that just don't cut it, and they're only on that team because they play in competitive leagues. Julian Araujo is the perfect example of someone that you need to give a chance, especially right now. And if it's too late, obviously that's a bummer. But Julian Araujo's gritty. He's gonna get the job done. There was a point in the El Salvador game where um, 
who was it? It was Sergio uh, Sergio Dest. Yeah. Was, you know, going one on one with that with the one of the uh, Salvador players, and he got showed up. He, he, got lit, he got he got burned. He got, he got burned. burned. I, I, I know what you're, I know exactly what pay you're, you're talking about. I, yeah. I was shocked when I saw that because I was like, is that Serginio Des? I was like, that can only be Serginio Des on the left side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess some, I know some happen. people. Yes, yeah, so I think some people are talking. To, he was playing out of position. This and that. I was like, yeah, I could see this, but like, I mean, to to, to get to get um, passed up like that, it, it was very concerning. And I think also like you know, obviously Alfonso Davies this game as well, right? This, this game that just happened yesterday as well. He, I mean, he gets past everybody. So, so Junior, De, I mean, Alfonso Davies gets past everybody. It doesn't matter if he played for Barcelona. It doesn't. So what Alfonso Davies did yesterday to the U.S. Men's National Team, he does that on a consistent basis. He does it in Champions League. He does it to everybody. So I was, I was, I was surprised about that. Um, how, but like moving forward, how, how do you feel? Like uh, obviously, Serginho Des is not going to be available tomorrow. Um, it looks like maybe Yedlin, uh, Reggie Cannon. Um, what what are your thoughts? Where where you feel more comfortable in that right back right back position? I don't feel comfortable with any of the with any selection. If it, I mean, obviously we will put Yedlin in, and you know we're going to keep our fingers crossed. But it's it's just not either way. It's not going to work out right now. The, we're at a point with our team where we just need to step back and reevaluate what works. We need to reevaluate how we choose players and how we select players. And we have to reevaluate, obviously, how we manage. I don't like to just shoot out and do, say what everyone else says about, like, oh, Berhalter's not the guy. But we're playing like individuals out there. And when it comes to having our right-back situation, Yedlin's going to be the first one, and we're going to be extremely predictable, and they're going to attack on his side every single time. And then we're not going to change anything. You know, uh, The only way we're going to grow is if we fail, and that's a really bummer thing to say. And right now, and we're going to, and I don't think we're going to do too well because right, we're playing Honduras tomorrow, and they're and they're pretty like they look pretty scary like lately, you know. Like yeah. I, I don't think we're going in there not confident at all, and they're coming into this confident. And they're and they're and it's a, it's a, it's an away game. It's a it's a it's a it's a home game for Honduras, and and it's not going to be easy. And I think to me the biggest surprise is how for for such a high that the that the US men's national team had well deserved because they they beat Mexico they did everything um i'm surprised obviously we're seeing that that immaturity i mean that not not having the mature experience right obviously you know uh Christian Pulisic has played uh, you know uh Weston McKenney who we will talk about in a little bit um you know he's played in Champions League he's played with Juventus um you know so there's some veteran players but they and Sergio Dust, you know, but they don't look like they play in Champions League. They they don't they just don't look like these elite players that are supposed to be dominating, right? Their positions and it's like, um, you know, Gino Reyna, he he got injured, so he wasn't available for that game. So I, I I'm very shocked on how what what things are going with them because it's also right now it's also you two points in two games. The first going okay, El Salvador, yes and no, but the, but it's like. The the dragons and Salvador, you knew it was gonna be a tough game, but you you had to somehow try to get the win. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a must win, but I think the way the U.S. men's national team looked was what really bothered people. It was like, look, if you're if you're going head to head and all this and all this, and it was like, look, you hit some off the crossbar or whatever, but you it never really felt like they looked dangerous. Maybe in the first in the first half they looked a little dangerous, but how do you, how do you feel about that game in, in El Salvador? Well, it's like this. We looked awesome in like the first 10 minutes. But the problem is the second El Salvador had like an all right counterattack, we took our foot off the, the gas. We sat back. We didn't build attacks. We got shook. 
And I mean, that was our biggest issue, right? Is we just weren't confident on the ball. And that's when we started playing as individuals for that little bit. We were playing really fun soccer, football, whatever we were playing really fun. But the second El Salvador started kind of like getting gritty, started having good counterattacks, we stopped. We had no plan. We were playing like chickens with our heads cut off. We, we didn't know what we were doing. And just to talk about the last game that we had against Canada, I mean, and you know, I'm always going to rep MLS. I love MLS. But, you know, Sebastian Legette, and I'm also biased, looked great. He looked like one mm-hmm. of the, like, an ama- he's looked, he did fantastic. And it's like yes, when I see right. Sebastian Legette doing a little bit better than McKenney and stuff like that, like I kind of get worried. I get worried because it seems like the system that Bill Halter is building isn't working. It seems like we don't really have a plan, you know? And I, and again, I'll walk up and I'll, and I'll say all the time, I love legit and I want legit to do well, but when he looks that good next to McKenney, it's like, okay, what's going on? You know? Yeah, no, I think that the, the thing to me, what is, what is so interesting Do you have all this thing and you got to make it work. You, you, you need it. You need to make it work. And I, I'm going to share here a tweet. Um, Oh, before that, let me let me share the goal. Uh, this is Canada's goal. The U.S. men's national team had an amazing goal, but I, I think it's important to show Canada because of how explosive. I think teams like El Salvador and Canada are not getting uh, are not getting their fair fair dues or their, their respect because we expect U.S. and Mexico to be 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 the elite teams. We expect that, but I feel like El Salvador played. An amazing game, and ama- they played an amazing game against the U.S. Men's National. They had to. Canada too. You, you, you can't, you can't forget uh, somebody. Uh, Mark Anthony K. Uh, was it Buchanan? He, they, they play, they play in the MLS. You know, so we see these guys on a, on a regular basis. So we're not surprised by the names that we see, but like I think we are surprised that when it when it's a tie, and the, there's just so much more talent on paper in the U.S. Men's National team. Let me let me play the goal. Roll down the left side for Alfonso Davies, getting in round the back of Yedlin. Davies across, it's Kyle Lowen! He's scored again, and it is tied up at 1-1. Created by Davies, finished by Lowen. So when I see that goal, I think uh, I think it was Taylor Twelveman or someone said that, like, Brooks, what are you doing? If we look back, I'm going to play it again. He was caught off. Pretty much, he was. He was by himself. He let the he let um the goal scorer. I, I forgot his name. Loren. Loren. He let he let him score um by himself. No one. No one was there. Well, I'll play real quick. Just just watch. Just watch John Brooks. He's just like jogging back, and he just stops. I think that's the biggest surprise um, because. This is World Cup qualifying, and you got to go, you know, everything. Obviously, I th- and I think you should know what Alfonso Davies is going to do. It do- doesn't matter who who's playing right back. He's going to do that to whoever, right? But you can only contain them the best you can. And I think the, ba- the way you can contain them is if you're a center back, uh, limit those crosses, right? Extremely across. And there's nothing Matt Turner was going to be able to do. There's nothing he was going to do. That was just a bad defensive play. And I think um, – because the the, the U.S. Men's National Team that had just scored, Brendan Anderson, Brendan Harrison had just scored this amazing goal. He got the steal. The momentum was there. You're at home, and then a couple minutes later, you let this happen. And I think that's, I think that that's the biggest thing. Um, that's so disappointing because when you look at you're like one one, and you're like, dang, like we we fought so hard because one goal in these games, one goal in these games can win you a game, but you, yeah. you just you just can't let that happen. Um, How'd you feel after that game? How'd you feel after that game, Johnny? 
angry, but also not surprised in a weird way. Like, um, just like to comment on that, because I said it before, and a lot of people have said it, we're playing as individuals, and that's a perfect example. Why were they not talking? Where was the communication? If, if you see that um, him running in the back line, he's right behind Brooks. Hey, Brooks, there's a dude right there. Hey, Brooks, someone's coming up on the, on the back post. No communication at all. And it, it was infuriating. It was so infuriating to watch that. But like I said, I'm not surprised. Uh, I remember when we talked about the Gold Cup win. I was excited. But, I remember, but, but like I said before, and I'll say it again, it doesn't matter if we're not doing well in the World Cup qualifying. I don't care if we beat Mexico in every single Gold Cup game if we're not doing well in World Cup qualifying because that's our goal. We want to, we want to be one of the best in the world. We, want to have, we have this potential to be so great, but we're garbage. And yes, El Salvador played a fantastic game. That was an awesome game by then. I was sh- by them. I was shocked watching it. Um, but with the resources we have, there's no excuse. Yep. We should have six points right now, and the fact that we have two points, I mean, Berhalter should be sitting on the hot seat. Like there's oh so no, I, with that without a doubt. Look, Taylor Twelveman definitely called him out, and look, we have here even a comment here. Isaiah says Berhalter, Berhalter has started to lose a team. This is a comment, guys. Mm-hmm. Pulisic spoke out against him. I'm going I'm to pull up that tweet. Adams is a hothead. McKinney is immature. Brooks yelled at Greg. Yeah, I did see that thing about Greg. Uh, Brooks yelling at him. And then quickly over here, a good, a good Juan. He says, <laughs> where's the burps? <laughs> no burps. No, 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 no burps this show. Um, <laughs> so I got to pull up the tweet because, uh, look, it's too much talent. And if, once players start calling calling you out uh, and indirectly, which I feel like Christian Pulisic in yeah. a way did, he says – we need new ideas at times. We didn't test them enough. We couldn't break them down. It's, it obviously wasn't good enough, end quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the, biggest, you're the biggest name in the U.S. men's national team says that. I mean, yeah. come on now. Captain come on America. now. The, the pressure is there. The, the pressure is there. I'm going I'm to I'm keep this up. But without a doubt, the pressure is there. Um, how do you feel about Pulisic saying that? I'm, I'm going to zoom in a little bit more. Um. So here's the thing, and, and I want to I want to comment on that, but I just want to say one thing. Oh, I'll say the Pulisic thing first. I'm not surprised. He's probably really frustrated. He just won a Champions League. Like, he's having all of this success, and when you have these great players and it's just not working, that's when it's the manager's fault. That's when you look at management and you look at the coach and you say, okay, you're the thing that's not working right now. We need something fresh. And the problem is that's so frustrating for me is when we didn't qualify for the World Cup in twenty in twenty seven or sorry, yeah, twenty seventeen. And you know, it was horrible, one of the worst days of our lives. But the thing is this for example, when an MLS team, the Galaxy, need a new coach, and I know that JP can agree with me here, we look at someone who can bring a new program in. We look at somebody who can completely revitalize the team. When the US men's national team does that, which is extremely important, why would you look at an MLS coach? Like Balt Berhalter, why would you look at that? What happened when Berhalter left to uh, to Columbus Crew? They won an MLS Cup. He left. They won an MLS Cup. That should have been the biggest red flag. Like it's so <laughs> frustrating as a U.S. fan to see, like, wow, like you know, Jurgen Klingsman. We could say whatever we want, but when we first got him, he had a plan, and he put that he put that plan into action, and we looked good. But we're garbage. Berhalter doesn't have a plan. Look. To, have- uh, look. You know, like, like Hillary doesn't have a plan, but he did win the Gold Cup. I know, I know that's different. I know we talked about, it, and he did beat Mexico twice, which is and then a final, which is which is hard to do. So we do, we do have to give him his due. But right now, it's not looking good. Uh, people in the chat, let me know how you guys feel about Berhalter because obviously it's not looking good. Look, and and, and another thing is too, 
I'll JB, I'll get your thoughts in here, but it's like you guys, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, right, last year. So the pressure is on every game. I know there's 14 games. You've already, there's already 12. I mean, two, two games played. There's 12 left. There's going to be pressure every single game. And if you don't, if you don't get that win, and all you're seeing, how, how do you see obviously what's going on, and then Pulisic speaking out in the body language? Uh, they just don't look ready. They just don't look ready to me. They just don't have a plan, like Pulisic said, and that's all on Greg. I, I've said it, you know, before. If the U.S. men's national team really wants to do something, win, you know, win like they say they do. The mentality's there, but if Greg, Greg Berhalter is not going to take you, you know, past the group stage of the World Cup, you know. The U.S. men's national team should not be having these many questions two games in, especially winning, you know, those two international finals. To me, Greg Berhalter is not the guy, you know, and that's what happens when your brother hires you, you know. All, that's what happens when your brother hires you, you know. Call it nepotism, call it whatever you want, you know. What did Mexico do? They had Mexican coaches that didn't work. You know what? Tata Martino's right there, you know, world-class coach, coached Messi, took Argentina to two finals. We want him. Now we, now we see the fruits of his labor. Obviously, he lost those two finals. But, you know, those are offset pieces. You know, it's not like the U.S. The U.S., you know, really doesn't have an open open play goal up until, you know, Canada yesterday. All those goals against Mexico were offset pieces and, you know, off grit and, you know, heart, not off, you know, good football, which is the talent that they have. You know, a lot has been said about this talent, but, you know, talent can take you so, so, so far in Central America. You know, being half Central American, you know, I know that heat. I know that animosity that, that's felt you know, towards, towards, you know, Mexico, towards the United States, like mm-hmm. they hate them, you know, yep. they hate they're, they're going to do anything. They they're going to throw things in the field and going to hit you with whatever. They don't care that you play in Barcelona. They don't yep. care that you play in Juventus. They, they, they just go on another level. And you saw how Dest was left on the ground against a Salvadorian league player. Like they, they Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, they all go to a different level. They all play on a different level playing against Mexico and the U.S. And the U.S. is just not ready for that. And this is why this might be a hot take, but this is why, you know, the U.S. needs to call in Michael Bradley, a Josie Altador maybe, or a Zardes, who has that experience. Just to be on the bench. 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 But has that World Cup experience that can tell these young guys. Look, that that is a fair point. Because, look. Go ahead. Because, like, you know, it's fine. Pulisic, Dest, all these players, Gio Reyna, they've always, they've all, all their development has been in Europe. They don't know what, that's why Leglet looks so good because he's played in MLS. He's played more, more or less in the same style as CONCACAF. That's why yep. Leglet looks so good. That's why he looks more or less comfortable. That's why you need these, this experience there. Obviously, I'm not saying start Michael Bradley. I'm not saying start Josie Altidore. I'm not, I'm not saying start them. But okay, there's okay, an extra okay, voice, okay. an extra voice on that bench. You know, why, why yeah. do the Mexican players look so comfortable why because they have that experience yeah, they, up they, they, yeah look and even landon donovan he was on yeah. grant wall's podcast and he was talking about uh weston mckinney but how do you how do you feel about that before we talk about weston mckinney how do you how do you feel about that maybe bringing some of those players that have already had that conquer calf experience you know i like uh I, I don't mind altidore too much and i guess having him on the bench wouldn't be too bad but i, I think he sounds do. like a head case to me but i think everybody else outside of josie yeah, and like, because the thing is, is I I, I had a hard time um, trying to find ways to justify having them on the bench after we failed to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to Bradley, I I have nothing but negative things to say about Michael Bradley. <laughs> not ex- that's not what I was expecting, but okay, I'm not going to get into continue. <laughs> but why? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> We need to. It's. It, we need to get a new manager. We need to re, like when we, when we say we need to rebuild. 
you don't get someone that has zero experience rebuilding. It's common sense. You don't look, look, look. I look. I, I, I definitely see that because if this result on Wednesday here in two days, if you don't get a win, which it doesn't look good, but if you lose, oh my god, oh my god, like it, a tie, like a tie, still kind of gets you by, but you, you don't want to tie. They have to get a win, right? Like, it, yeah. and it's not looking likely. These games are coming fast too. Like yep. the next, the next round is in October. It's not like they have time. You yep. know, yeah. Honduras is the real test. I'm telling you, Honduras has been looking nice. Two away games and two ties. They, they tied against uh, El Salvador, right? Yeah, they tied, they tied against... against El Salvador and Cuscatlan on a weekend. Who so did they? Who did they? Who's the first game? And then they tied against Canada in Canada. So oh, okay. okay, so they're they're you know I, look that's impressive. That is that's that's, in, that's impressive. And so I don't Pedro think they're a cloud Sula. nine, but they they know it's not going to be easy. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be at home. Yeah, that's that, the biggest advantage that they have. Pedrasula is not going to be quiet on Sunday night, you know, and that's the real test for the U.S. men's national. If they lose that, I think Greg can be axed and nobody will bat an eye. Ooh, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Ruse is always on the show. He says Brooks deserved to be captain over Adams in the first game. I agree. Uh, he said that probably set a bad tone for him. I agree. Fair point. What are your thoughts on that, Johnny? You know, after that mistake and after the last game, it's hard for me to say anything positive really about Brooks. Um, but shake it up, man. I mean, I, I, I'm cool with trying some new things. Uh, like I said, you know, it's an overall – It's like I feel like the, it's such a big picture issue that like I feel like having like small things like changing, you know, who the captain is and stuff like that, I feel like it's not really going to go that far. You know? Mm, I feel like – That's – I think so. I, think I don't so. know. I Look, I have to – have On to, a young have team? To. On, on a young, young team, team, yes. On yes. a young team, yes. Because uh, that voice, if it's Brooks. We know it's Pulisic uh, when he's there. But when yeah, he's not we know. there, it needs yeah. to be the most experienced guy. Yeah, it has to Brooks. be. The, I think I think, I think I would I would agree with Alex on that. But I, the, the captain armband does does matter. No, it, no it, I, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, overall, when it comes to, like – because the thing is, is, like, it, we, we t- like I said, our biggest issue has been us taking our foot off of the gas, and, you know, after we, we have a little bit of opposition. And the thing is, is – it's it's us not having we, we we don't have any plan we don't know what we're doing out there so it's like if giving um, Brooks the armband will change that and somehow give us this formation and give us I don't know if they're gonna I don't know if that's gonna change that but I think what that's he was what saying, saying is I think it's the 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 like you give it to someone else opposed to like it should be Brooks oh. you know it kind of it changes general, the mood yeah. on the, it changes the mood in the locker room you know at least yeah, for yeah. him Eric. Eric says in the comment, he says, U.S. men's national team have only played three matches, not on U.S. soil under Berhalter. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Maybe do you guys like know what all the games have been in the U.S.? You know how like Mexico has been criticized for always playing in the U.S. and not going to Europe. Greg Berhalter has no experience playing outside of the U.S. on nice, ah, beautiful gotcha, pitches. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So these yeah, are great okay. experiences outside of the U.S. Yeah, I think the biggest thing too yesterday was he didn't he didn't sub until like well it was like the eighty third yeah. minute. Like, when you have three games, you need to yeah, three games and 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 that three games and that. I think that the time management and is what what Taylor Twelvin uh, definitely you know drilled them on as well. Um, it was kind of was, on the bench, and I love that guy. Like Rodon is amazing. Yeah, it's great as a sub, man. It's like why why, why wait that long? Like right when we put Roldan in, I mean, even for Legit, like I was like, oh man, Legit's coming off for Roldan, but I was still happy to see Roldan go on because it's like. But that late, I mean, God, man, sorry. I'm just Pepe, Pepe hasn't touched the pitch. He's on fire in MLS, and he just, you know, made this big <laughs> announcement to pick the U.S. Men's National. I mean, you don't play. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people, even FC Dallas's Twitter was were like, with people yelling, "Pepe, we want Pepe." Was was that was that true? Because I was I was in and out of watching the game because I was busy. Um, let's talk about Weston McKinney. 
look, Weston McKinney plays at Juventus. Uh, he was out here in L.A. for the summer. I actually ran into him at Venice Beach, uh, believe it or not. And I was like, you know, he looked focused and everything like that. But news comes out like maybe 20 an hour before the game. I think a couple of people were tweeting out that he wasn't on the bus and this and that. And uh, at first, every I, I thought it was like, oh, it's COVID related. He must have got COVID or whatever. But come to find out, uh, he disobeyed or I don't know what the what the word they were using. He did not follow team protocol. Let's put it that way. Uh, it sounds like it to me either it was having people over, having a party or something like that. Right. He was he was he was having he was doing something he wasn't supposed to, which to me means he was either having a couple of chicks over, having a couple of friends over. He was just having a good time when he should be focused and this and that. And today he got sent back. Pack into Italy. Um, Bert Halter is not having any any of that, which makes sense. I mean, you had to do something pretty, pretty, pretty. I don't know. <sighs> What's the word? Drastic. Not smart. Drastic. Yeah, drastic for you to get sent packing and not just sit out one game. Um, must have definitely been partying it up one way or another. That's the only way to put it. I don't know. I don't know what it leads to. It. I'm very surprised. That, you know, because I was like, okay, maybe if, if your player, like, all right, you don't make it that big, you maybe maybe you you, you don't start him or something. But uh, obviously, Greg Rohalton wants to make it a point. But the thing that makes it even worse is because they tied. And then they got this game up, up against some doors, and they've tied. And the Weston McKennie is supposed to be one of these leaders. He plays at Juventus. You know, he, he shouldn't be doing – he shouldn't be acting immature or doing immature things. And I think that's really raw, rubbed a lot, a lot of people the wrong way from what I'm seeing on social media. And I think for Weston McKennie to do this, you're, you're, you're hurting your team. And I think uh, Landon Donovan, he went along the lines like, this is a selfish thing to do, uh, blah, blah. You know when the vets are, are calling you out like that? You, you know you mm-hmm. kind of messed up. Uh, Johnny, what are, what are your thoughts on this whole uh, Watson McKinney situation? Might be uh, weird to say this, but like I'm numb to the disappointment at this point. So when I heard about this, I was just like, whatever, like whatever, dude. Like, what else are you guys going to throw at us? Like, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's common sense stuff, uh, and I agree with Burhalter's decision to be like, you know, just get out of here if you're not going to take it serious, then leave. You know. And that's fair. Like, I don't, you know, obviously, obviously I don't like Burhalter, but like, I, I, I agree. If you're not going to take this serious, if you're not going to take mm-hmm. this qualifier serious, get out. You know, that's, that's really it. And this is, this is his, his thing he posted on, on, uh, on Instagram. He's like, unfortunately I am suspended for tonight's match due to a violation of team COVID protocols. I am sorry for my actions. I will be cheering hard for the boys tonight. I hope to be back with the team soon. So he definitely was partying it up or something you know allegedly let's put it that way let's put it that way because it hasn't been confirmed allegedly was having a good time but in order for you to get sent home packing you you you, you must have been doing something mm-hmm. drastically idiotically look it's world cup qualifying you haven't made the world cup and it, it does like, I, I know this is not he must feel terrible right now but like you haven't made the world cup and everybody depends on you you can't be partying up when you haven't even qualified yeah you know what i'm saying like it's too early to do any of that right i know he 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 is an early maybe he missed a couple friends or you know but after the game why can't you do it after after the game or whatever right like party after the game after you secured the win or whatever but this is another distraction that 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 the u.s men's national team didn't didn't need um you know, we have a comment here in the chat. He says, McKinney, depending on what he did, deserves to be sent home. Yeah. 
I, I mean, he did something bad. He did something drastic. Uh, JP, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, when Landon Donovan speaks, and he barely speaks, you know you did something bad. And the word he, he used was irreversible. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did so that's, that's, not, that's not a word that gets thrown out there. Um, being, you know, a supporter of the Mexican national team throughout the years, like, you've seen this story. You've seen this story happen. You've seen Mexican players go out on parties. And you see that you see how their career just derails after yep. after you know these these types of things, you know you don't win against El Salvador. It's not like you know the the team was in a good mood. He could go out, you know. Up, there's also reports from Diario Aesa that Juve don't want him either anymore. That they're gonna try to unload him because it's the second time that he bakes COVID protocols. He went out with DiBala once in Italy already, so this is the second time, and Juve's not gonna handle it. And then, you know, you tie against the Canada and then, you, you know, you have to play this, this do or die game against Honduras in Honduras and, you know, you leave your team with an extra distraction. So, you know, I'm not saying McKinney's career is over, but it's definitely, you know, not going up after, after these, these actions. And the U.S. is definitely going to have to feel the ramifications of this because, you know, he, he has worn the captain's R-band before, you know. It's not like he's just... A rotation player or, or or somebody you know that doesn't play so you know it's very selfish of him and we'll see you know how how bad this 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 you know really affects him and, and the and the team yeah look and i think i got the quote up here uh from us men's national team only it says it is beyond repair i mean yeah when Lionel donovan uses a word like that um it's, it's kind of crazy that you know uh for him to say i think i heard the words and stuff like that it's just like you shouldn't be doing these type of things man <laughs> you just i don't know whatever's partying or whatever like you get the job done first man get the job done first i mean you 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 have your friends over you have the chicks over whatever whatever you want to do but get the job done first and then go out and chill in, in nashville or bring them back whatever you do whatever whatever you want to do do it after you don't do it before right and i think that's what's uh, pissed off a, a lot of people, and especially um, those men that's because it, look, you you're not you're you're gonna hurt you you're you're shooting yourself in the foot when you when you're not supposed to be doing. And I think why, well, like I think this is along the lines. Uh, I think Donovan also said it would would they have won if uh, McKenney was there? And you don't know that, but you know the the chances go up, right? Your chances increase when you have him. Um, you know, and I think that's surprising. Are you are you surprised? I know you're not surprised, Johnny, because. But are you surprised that it was Weston McKinney that did something like this? Um, a little bit, but also it's like I feel like in with, with the within the U.S. men's national team for a while we've had this issue where we feel like things will naturally come, wins will naturally come, and I feel like this is just another example. Like you know, JP said something earlier, and this and this is just me spitballing. Um, but JP said something earlier where it's like, oh yeah, we should have like you know maybe we should have Michael Bradley or Altador on the bench. Um, but the problem is, is those guys kind of started that like mentality that like we deserve this mentality. We're going to win these games either way mentality. And if and, and like I feel like McKenney just has that mentality and he just doesn't really care about what he's doing. And, you know, when you play at the level he plays at, you should look at the most successful guys next to you, see how much they're training, see how serious they take it. And, you know, like try to reflect that. But he doesn't do that. And he's just making stupid mistakes. And if anything, it should be more than an Instagram post. Like, you know, have a call to action. Say, like, I am sorry. This I, I messed up. This is stupid. Look like feel guilty. Like you disappointed so many fans. You disappointed your team. You're disappointed. Even Juventus looks at it. This looks bad for him at a Juventus. Yep. Like 
act like you care a little bit, man. Like yep. it's just, I, I, you know, I'm shocked a little bit. I mean, it's I'm shocked, but I'm also like, you know, seeing how he responded to it. Maybe I shouldn't be, you know. Yeah, and it is crazy. Alex says, <laughs> "I want Conte uh, as U.S. men's national team manager, so he can use uh, the U.S. wingbacks to their best potential." Imagine Des and Bello are playing well with the U.S. national team. Yeah, I mean, are you? Are you? How do you? How do you? Let's talk a little bit more about Greg Berhalter. Whatever result, if they don't get a win, um, are you? Are you? Are you already out? Greg Berhalter out. I'm already Greg Burhalter out, man. Like literally, like when you when when you look at, like I said before, the U.S. men's national team, you want it to be a system. You want it to be an organized system. And Burhalter is not that. He's not that. Like I, I I will always stand up to MLS and want to give MLS credit whenever I can. But I do not want an MLS manager as the U.S. coach. I don't want that. I want someone who has experience. I want somebody who's able to build a system and who has history building successful systems. Burhalter, I remember when we signed him. I was just like, "What? What? What is this?" It was it was a surprising signing. What if? Because right, look, if they fire him, I think right, you can right, you can look at Conte or you can look. The only coaches that I would see in the MLS that I would see that could replace him, which probably won't happen. Um, these these Caleb, I, there's four choices, but the last choice is is going to be debatable. This is what I see. Um, number one, Bruce Arena, because he's already done it, right? Right. They don't want that. <laughs> Look, Lily, let me let me just throw it out there. Let me th- hot take. Okay. I'm gonna get lit. I'm gonna get lit up. But hot take, Bruce Arena, because he's already done it. These are MLS coaches. This is not the. If you <laughs> had to go down the MLS route, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let me. Make I have that my clear. picks too. I let me pick. make that clear before I, you know, before I be like, oh, he didn't mention anybody in Europe. Um, I would say either Bruce Turner because he's already done it and he's 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 clearly killing it with, with New England Re- Revolution. Brian Schmetzer. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. I wish I probably would have him my number one and then Bruce Arena. Uh and then number three, it would be Greg Vanny. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what he's the way Greg Vanny what he does, man, with so much Greg Vanny is so, like he's an amazing coach. And then number right. four. Oh. This is the hot take. And then number four, because it's not looking good. For for him and LAFC is Bob Bradley. No, you know, and I know, and I know a lot of people have seen it, have uh, have have, have tweeted about about Bob Bradley, but I don't. I that's like a long, 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 long shot. But I would, I would say I would say Brian Schmetzer, Greg Vanny, and then Bruce Arena, and then long shot would be Bob Bradley. I would put Kansas City's coach over over Bruce and Bob. Um, Fair enough. What's his name? I forgot. I can't get it. Todd Ramos? Is that Todd Ramos? No, the Kansas City one. Um, we just played him, too. Um, see, see how much we know about... Uh, Man, yeah. you guys beat him 4-0, and you're going to say he should be our coach? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's been consistent. He's been consistent. Yeah. Um, let me let me try to get it right here. Um, but, yeah. While you get that up, I want to say mine. mine real quick. Oh. That's his name. Sorry. Here, there we go. Thanks, like everybody in the chat. Yeah, Peter Vermees. Yeah, Peter Vermees. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Look, well, think, well, who would you Greg have, Johnny? Who who would you have if it was MLS? We we just go to the MLS route right now. We're, 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 we're playing Danny this game. It, okay? Keep him out of this. <laughs> I know. Look, it's right? not going to happen because it's Greg Danny. He's not going to happen. But look, if you look, this is if right. If he was in a contract, whatever. But like the, that's who I would consider the best coaches. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's fantastic. I have nothing but n- nice things to say about Vanny. I have a framed picture of him next to my bed. Here's the <laughs> um, oh, my God. Is- Check this out. Sorry, sorry. A good Juan says Piojo Herrera to U.S. Men's National Team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I'll God. No. That would, bro, the emotion, the, the storylines. He would look. He would get the best out of these players. He would be El Salvador. He would be Honduras. I'll tell you that. Oh, he would. He yeah, would. Yeah. Oh, he would. He would get him so high. Now, the stuff he does outside the field, I don't know if, if the U.S. Men's National uh, Federation could handle that because <laughs> he's a wild boy, man. He is a wild boy. Yeah. Well, go Bruce, ahead, Johnny. Bruce Arena, I think, would be a good interim coach for sure. Yeah. Like, like when we when we fire Burt Halter, I would love to have Bruce Arena as an interim coach. But man, Schmetzer, man, number one. Get him out of the uh, Sounders. We need Sounders to be vulnerable. That would hit. That would be so awesome if Schmetzer was the U.S. coach, because then the Sounders would suck, which would be dope. <laughs> and then our U.S. team would be awesome. So that's like killing like two birds with one stone. Uh, and then my other one, and I'm going to get lit up for this, Caleb Porter. I I, yeah. I, I like him. He's a he's a solid guy. That's how I forgot yeah. him for, from Columbus. Yeah, Caleb Porter. Uh, I forgot yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, he's also not having a good season. Like he's not having a good season this year. But yeah, yeah he's yeah. good. I, like I wouldn't be like obviously like if we signed Caleb Porter I would, I wouldn't be like over the moon happy but I, I think right like, now would be more of an interim uh, yeah. right these would be more more interim um, because obviously the MLS season is still going on in October when it's the next round of qualifying and you you can't but I, I think it's um it's 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 interesting uh, Eric says Jim Curtin would be great he's a Philly coach the the um, problem yeah that's a good one the, the problem is if you buy fire Greg. Next month, October 7th, you have to play Jamaica, Panama, Costa Rica. And then November, you have to play Mexico in the U.S. It, like, there's just no time for a, 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 a rebuild and a new structure. Like, it's, it's how, do you, how do you feel? How, I, know, I, I get what you're saying. How do you feel about that, though, Johnny? How do you, how do you feel about that? I completely agree, but I want to do it. And I know that sounds I, I crazy, but <laughs> no. get him out, it's dude. Because like, it's, it's so tight. It's so tight. Yeah. It's like, it's These so games right. are like this. These games yeah, are like 14 games, right. but in, by I, November, I half of it's done. I want to risk it, dude. You're JP. You're on the money with that, but I want to risk it. I would rather risk it and fail than not do anything and then be angry. That's a fair, yeah. I would would agree with you. That's how LAFC feels with Bob. Now he went and got a win and got two more games under his belt for for the season. But you know, Greg has just never been the answer. You just (laughs) you just don't know what Greg's gonna play for. He he just you guys should keep him to like get dual nationals to play for the U.S. Men's National Team, but he's just not your coach. Yeah. He's just not your coach. Yeah, no, and I think it's, it's, it, the thing about that that makes it so interesting is like you got to make the World Cup. You got to make the World Cup uh, qualifier. You got to make it because it's too much talent. You can't go down that route. And there's every game that is played, every game that there's a draw or you say a lose or they whatever, have, if they don't get a positive result, whether it's three points or, uh, you know, or whatever. Um, it's more and more pressure. It's more and pressure on Greg. It's more pressure on the players. If John Brooks is talking back and he's not feeling that, you're going to start seeing that. You're going to start seeing the more body language. How many players do you think is, are probably pissed off at Wesley McKinney? Like, you know, if you're a teammate. Everyone, dude. Yeah, Everyone. if you're a teammate. Imagine, like, dude, you, you, you left this hanging, right? Like, obviously, you got to move on from that. You can call other players. But I, there's, no, some, there's no one that can replace Weston McKinney right now because the game's come so fast. And they had a call. And I understand why they had a call. Jackson Ewell, you probably, are you an MLS player? Let's put it that way. I don't know if, it, if Jackson Ewell was the answer, but I understand why you had to go the MLS route because you're not going to fly someone in for like a day and then go back to Europe. It, it didn't make sense. I, underst- I understood that. You, you weren't going to get a European player. Now, 
Jackson Yule is questionable. Okay, yeah, it's a questionable. Right. Johnny, questionable. Johnny, what are your thoughts on on them bringing in um, Jackson Yule? Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm fine with it, but I think that we had the resources anyway. Like, I, I know that sounds crazy. Like, I, I'm so like bummed out, but I'm comfortable having Roldan and Legit start with each other because just like JP said before. They have that experience with CONCACAF. They have they know how to play these like weird, gritty games. Mm-hmm. And I think part of managing is understanding your players' strengths and weaknesses, not just starting them because they play in a really competitive league. And I think having Roldan and Leggett would and, and it is a good choice, but I think having Sebastian Leggett and Roldan in the middle and having Roldan uh cover the Kenny spot would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Alex's comment. <laughs> yeah, no, Alex was was supposed to be on, but he's out of town. He's having fun. Uh, don't worry about it, Alex. Well, we got plenty more shows moving forward. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's I, I I would agree with that. Christian Rodon and and Leget, uh Rodon has the experience. I don't think he's going to be intimidated by playing in Honduras or anything like that. He's yeah. you know, but the the, pre- the pressure is on there. The pressure is on Greg Berhalter. The pressure is on if you don't get a win. Wednesday, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to see um, because every every game after that, because say you don't get a win or you get another, t- you get three ties, right? You get three points. That's gonna be in their in their mind for a month until mm-hmm. till the next time, right? It's gonna be because of what it would be either a month or the, within a month that they play again another round of uh, a World Cup qualifiers, and I think that that's that's what that's because it's gonna be tough, right? And does Weston McKinney come in, come back? Maybe, maybe not. You see, you see what happens um, because, you know, you, you need players to, to, to step up and not be acting this way. And, you know, and the pain that happened to the U.S. Men's National Team last time when they didn't make the World Cup, you know, it was distraught. And, you, and you know, and it's a, you can't let that happen again without a doubt. You just can't let that happen again. Uh, whether it's Burhalter out or whatever, you, you make you gotta make the choice. But I'm with you. If if it happen, if it goes down that path, you you gotta you gotta do it because then you know, even if Kirk Burhalter's brother got on the job, if he's not cutting it, you don't think Christian Pulisic's gonna speak up again? You don't think he, yeah. he's gonna say something like that again? And, yeah. and then and then pretty much there there goes the locker room. And if you don't if you don't fix it with the the so much talent that this team has. You know, and a lot of these players also, don't get me wrong, I feel they also got some ego too. You just oh, beat yeah. Mexico twice. You're playing Champions League. You guys, you guys, you guys are prime time. Everybody's looking at you. American players are hot right now. But if you don't get it done in CONCACAF, that don't mean anything. I don't mean anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I, I want to ask JP a question. JP, are, you, you're, are you a U.S. fan or a Mexican fan? Um, He's a Mexico fan. Let's, let's... Oh, okay. Well, I'd still like to ask you this opinion. Go no, for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't hate the U.S. men's national team. I just didn't grow up. Like I, I just never had made an attachment to it. I yeah, just, that's fair. Yeah. Do you think? Would you rather like lose this game against Honduras and get Burhalter fired and then figure it out, or would you rather tie or win and then keep him and then go into this storm with him? I just think you need a win. Like mm. it, if if you tie, there's no it. You can't. I think the lose. points is yeah. The points if, are so important. No you get what. one third of your points. In like the first, you know, quarter of, of qualifying, that's just not good. Yeah. Because in one month, it's the same thing. You know, you play more Central American teams, and then you might not, you might be able to win one or two, and then you have to play Mexico in November. <laughs> you know, like you you have to play Mexico in November, and you need to be ready for that. You you know that can't that can't be the 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 game where where it's a turning point because if not, Mexico is going to use that to their advantage mentally. Yeah. 
And Mexico you know, doesn't even have the thing. The other thing too is Mexico doesn't have Raúl Jiménez and Chucky yeah. Lozano. They have nothing and, to lose. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just lost two games against them, so they're gonna have a little extra edge. And then if the U.S. like if the U.S. loses oh against God. Honduras, Greg would yeah. be axed. If if and, this and, Mexico, yeah, yeah. And until that point, look, look. Eric brings up a great point. Like playing in Salvador and playing in Honduras is crazy. I've been I've been to a World Cup qualifier at Azteca. Greg Berhalter, Eric brings a great point. Greg Berhalter has never coached in Azteca. Azteca is crazy. 100,000 people. Uh, it is crazy. It is crazy. I, I've been there, and it's crazy. And, yeah, if you're rolling in like this and you're not having – you come if, to Azteca, I, don't, I, I can't see Mexico losing. If this um, were Mexico, though, like if Mexico had this start, Tata Martino would, would, would lose his job if he loses to Honduras. Yeah, no yeah. questions about it. No questions. No questions. Yeah, because there was like that, that one time they, they just beat Panama where Raul Jimenez is a bicycle yeah. kick. We had like three or four coaches, right? It was like three yeah, or four it was, coaches. Yeah, like Mexico has, has gone through this. You know, that, that's why the thing, Mexico has this experience. The U.S. does not. You know, the U.S. has qualified before and that's all fine and dandy. But they've never had, truly had, I guess, pressure on them. You know, now they have all the stars. Yeah. Now they have more yeah. stars than Mexico, yep. you know? So that, that's that's a great point because... So uh, Mexico, with this. yeah, Mexico has always had the pressure. Mexico yeah. has always had the pressure that, the, but right now, what they've done, and obviously the U.S. men's national. So you look at the roster, U.S. men's national team. With on paper, without a doubt, you have without more. But that is the, is the first time. Um, is the first time the pressure is on there. Um, but yeah, Anna keeps asking for my birthday. My birthday is February seventeenth. Anna, I appreciate you asking, but I, I'm a long. A long way from my birthday. Uh, LAFC clip says free free Zardes. Somebody, man. Then Sergeant. Yeah, Sergeant is terrible. I'm sorry. Sergeant should not be there. Thank you. Thank Sergeant you. Is, is terrible. It's terrible. God. I would take. Well, look, let's put it this way. Is, 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 we agree. Is, 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 is Sergeant. Terrible. Or oh, is he not being used? Is he terrible? No, is he, he not being used? Right? Be in Europe. He, I don't even think he would produce an MLS. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I think I think it's terrible. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Terrible. He has not looked good. He's, he's not over, looked good. He's been. Oh, he was overvalued. He was overhyped. He has not developed. What glimpse of his game do, do you want to like catch on and develop? Like, there's just nothing. I can't <laughs> name one. And I'm not a, a, a. You can call me a hater because I don't support the U.S. Men's National Team. But like Gio Reyna's good. You have all these great players. Yeah, 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 yeah. DK is is my is light years away from Sergeant. I'm surprised DK didn't get called up. You know, DK is another case because you need a, you need a, DK only works in certain ways. I think like he doesn't work in every formation and every every play style. But Sergeant does has not worked in any for Greg or or yeah. wherever he's played. You know, I think it's also about Greg Berhalter not knowing how to use DK. And that's what that's what we're saying though. Like Greg just he's tried to play out of the back since like what 2017, 18, where they lost the first gold cup. It doesn't work. They tried switching, it just Greg just has tried everything and it hasn't worked. Conte is literally the answer because Conte will come play for the coach for the US. Like he stated that he wants to, you know, experience the American lifestyle or whatever. Like he's a very viable option. But Greg needs Greg is is a coach and he ultimately needs to lose against Honduras for real action to be taken. I think, but hey, good Juan says in the chat. He says Gio Reyna still waking up in night sweats from the fireworks in <laughs> El Cuscatlan. <laughs> Dude, he was getting lit Did up it? on that on that corner kick. He was getting thrown at left 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 and right. Eric says Bradley uh, with Pulisic. So I think Michael Bradley with Pulisic. I mean, you got some experience there. You got you got you got, you got the experience there. 
but yeah, I I definitely expect Pulisic to be a lot more vocal again, be a vocal again if if they don't if they don't get a, a positive result on Wednesday because it's not a, these games are coming quick and you can't be dropping points or not not getting these points. You know, I don't I don't think anybody's overreacting. I think everybody's properly reacting yep. to to this because it's look it, the pressure's on the talent the, the, and the result and the results are just not matching up. Yeah. And it's not like they're missing. It's not like they're out out shooting. They're not out shooting. They're not out playing. It's just they're just playing crap. It's I'm not being say, unlucky. It's not being unlucky. It's just being bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. And just like you said something earlier about like how you know the Mex like the Mexican national team, the, uh, they do a really great job of finding players that do well for their clubs. Yeah. Not and the problem is is with America. We have like this idea where it's like, and I said this before, I'll say it again. If you play in Europe, you must be good. So come on and play and start for the national team. And that's why I think Sargent is always starting these games, but he's just not, he's just so bad, man. He's, he's so bad. He's still bad. He hasn't produced in any team. Like, yeah. is it... I, I'm surprised. Look, they say Zimmerman over Brooks. I'm surprised Zimmerman hasn't gotten a look. It's, yeah, I mean Zimmerman's more of a leader. Zimmerman's more vocal than Brooks, yeah. which is kind of the the edginess you need in these games. But yeah. here's I want to read uh, Taylor Tolman's quote because I, I meant to pull this up. He said, "When I say pressure, he puts that in quotation marks. This group will face is something other U.S. men's national national team in history had because they didn't follow a World Cup qualifier. So getting off to a great start was vital. So the anxiety." doesn't build with the masses this group is still new so now who leads question mark exclamation point that's what i'm saying and quote i mean i know some people are not a fan of taylor Twain, but yo he's he's speaking facts he he knows he's played for the team he's played you know it's like to me it's like you know it's like with all this going on like you got you got to be able to regroup you got to be able to regroup and then you you sit down and have a serious conversation if if uh, Greg Berhalter isn't able to cut it because it, it, like within a month yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be tough all right guys let's get some final thoughts because I I, I feel like I think we've we've covered everything we were supposed to talk LAFC and the Galaxy but look World Cup qualifier I think has <laughs> has has been more entertaining and, and more important to talk about uh, I know LAFC got a, got a big a big win. Big four will win. We need to be um, consistent. That's all I'm going to say. We can't yeah. just win that one game and not be consistent. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, World Cup qualifying continues Wednesday. Uh, Mexico plays Panama in Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, U.S. men's national team plays Honduras in Honduras. So, those I'm going to yeah. be tuning into both those games. I have to see the time. I'm assuming that they're playing all right at Mexico the same plays time. At five. Five? Okay. Mexico, uh, U.S. plays at seven. So, they oh, don't perfect. overlap. So, yeah, it'll be perfect. Perfect. Um, so I'll get to be I'll be able to watch both games because I, I like that. Uh Johnny, final thoughts. Um, I think that I'm gonna get really a lot of crap for this. I think Honduras is gonna win one zero. I think <laughs> that they're gonna probably score like in like the second half toward the end, and then the US are just gonna give up because that's how it works. Uh and <laughs> Berhalter, Berhalter, he has to go. That you know, honestly though, he has to get it like, him out. This is just doesn't work, man. Like I it's I I feel like I I love this game so much, but I I'm so depressed watching them play. Like it just sucks now. Like it just sucks to watch. I dread it. I dread watching it. So get Burhalter out. We're probably gonna lose to Honduras, which is good because if we lose to Honduras, then Burhalter is he's gone for sure. He should so be. That's, that's the thing. He should be. We'll see, but we'll see because it's I don't know if it's a for sure thing. We'll we'll see because 
I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know if I see that. But I, 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 if, if Pulisic is like, yo, we need a new coach, then yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I see, I see that. But we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, JP, final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, historically, San Pedro Sula is is, is a fortress for Honduras. They beat they beat Mexico a lot there. And they've beaten the U.S. a lot there historically. So, it doesn't, it, like Johnny said, it would not shock me if Honduras pulls the result Sunday, or Wednesday night in the, in the humidity with their fans and the U.S. just, you know, don't, don't get it through. Um, Mexico, I'm happy with. Um, they should not lose against Panama. I don't think Panama has enough to, you know, beat them. We'll see. That's going to be an interesting game. It'll be a good game. A tie. I'm okay with a tie. You know, a tie, it's a, a tie. There's nothing wrong with a tie. Um, Julian Araujo, if you're watching this, you know, come play for Mexico. <laughs> um, the right back spot is yours. Um, LFC got to win, got to be consistent, but yeah, World Cup qualifying is exciting. South America, CONCACAF, everywhere. It's, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, no, hey, look, guys, if you're wherever you're watching on uh, Twitter, Facebook, give us a subscribe on YouTube. And those for you guys listening, uh, tune in, tune in on YouTube. Uh, give us a subscribe. Trying to grow the YouTube channel. Would appreciate uh, if you guys subscribe, hit that subscribe button. You know, just trying to grow it, grow, grow that. So if you guys like the content and everything, please go and hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Um, But yeah, that's going to wrap things up. So for Johnny, JP, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.